0: You really find your Welcome to Canada's Pinball Podcast, giving you the pinball news as it happens. So just a little over an hour ago, Deep Root Pinball has put out some correspondence between the brand and its Raza customers. Now, we're not going to need fact checking on this episode because what I'm going to do is this. I am going to read for you, word for word, what Deep Root Pinball sent to its customers today. And I want to give you my analysis of what they've said to their customers as I read this statement. I'm not going to bring any personal bias against this company. But what I am going to do is I am going to give my opinion about what has gone down over the last month or so between Deeproot and its customers. This company has moved the goalpost every once in a while when they put dates out in the world. And I keep reading people say one word. And I keep reading people who are in on this game hiding behind one simple word as a good indication of things to come. And that word is transparency. And apparently, in the pinball world, if you are transparent, you are also forgiven for everything you said you were going to do. If you are transparent, People forget that you said games are going to ship in four to six weeks once the order banks close. If you're transparent, people are willing now to wait months later than you promised them games, all because you were transparent. Now I want to go through what they said and I want to talk about it and we're going to go into it right now. Dear Raza customer. First, thank you for your business and decision to buy in to an amazing machine we spent years designing to bring out the best of Papa Duke's original theme and layout. As I am writing this email, I am aware of the weight of accountability in fulfilling orders of quality machines as soon as possible. I am providing the below update as a matter of goodwill and transparency knowing that it will be unfortunately posted online or misreported by podcasts, plural, twisted in ways where truth, civility, and rationality go to die. Yes, that is in this note. How dramatic is that, that the pinball podcast out there will twist this in ways where truth, civility, and rationality go to die? Okay, so that is Canadas Pinball Podcast's new tagline. I've put it up on my page today. Canadas Pinball Podcast voted three years in a row the world's favorite pinball podcast, comma, where truth, civility, and rationality go to die. Now, I don't know why Robert started this communication with this dig at us out there in the world who are simply taking them for what they've told us. There is nothing that is going to be manipulated by me. There is nothing I'm going to spin. There is no truth I'm going to bury. And things don't go to die when they land on my plate. Civility doesn't go to die. I'm here to tell you right now that what I'm going to do is something that doesn't describe what he just described. I'm simply going to hold this company accountable to the things they said they were going to do. They said, let me remind everybody, they said that when order banks closed at the end of December that they would start shipping games four to six weeks from then, which is the middle of February. Okay, that was their words, not mine. Deep Root and their personnel went on other podcasts and they told people that's what they should expect. Isn't it irrational? for me not to hold them accountable to what they tell me. So that's what I don't get is it's not podcasts that are being irrational. It's not podcasts that are not telling the truth. If you came out and told people this is what to expect, you are telling them, trust me on this. And then if you keep missing those deadlines, it's not the podcasts that are not telling the truth. It's the company that's not telling the truth and transparency doesn't absolve you from what you've said to people. I have been saying over and over and over again, I hope people get their games. I have a lot of friends in on these games and I don't want to see another group of buyers being taken on a journey that they did not sign up for. And when people signed up for this game, when they gave money to buy this game, the only person they were listening to was the Deep Root team who told them what to expect. It then goes on to talk about orders. Now, Deep Root promised that they would say the final order number by the end of the month, so they are doing what they said, and now we finally know how popular this five to eight year-in-the-making John Papaduke title is, and they said orders. We received orders, paid or goodwill, for roughly 70 arcade editions of Raza and 60 extra editions of Raza. Which is 130 in total. Now I want to stop there. That's not a lot of games, 130. The other thing that people can't forget is that some of these orders are also carry-over orders from the Zidware customers. And there were about 125 Zidware Razas that were pre-ordered. Now, some of those went to Cointaker. Some of those people took the money. Some of those people might still be in a lawsuit. So I don't know how many of those Zidware orders carried over into these 130. But it's probably a decent percentage of them. I'm not sure because they don't say. It then goes on to say, we will round up to 160 total Raza games with most of the remaining games available for sale at 8,000 for the arcade and 13,000 for the extra edition. Okay, so there's only going to be a total of 160 Razas made, which is far short from the communication they were saying back in December in which they put up on their website, we are going to make no more than 300 extra editions of Raza. So that was the only version of the game that was limited. Now, the marketer in me looks at this and says, well, some of that FOMO, some of that like desire to create urgency really didn't work out. Only 300 of the nicest version of John Papaduke's, you know, forever in the making Raza with all of the toys in it and the beautiful artwork and the beautiful side lit up artwork. Only 60 people bought it. There's no way to get around how low of a number this is. Only 60 people how do you make money with only 160 games being made if it's expensive to order all these custom parts we're going to talk about that later but this number is lower than a lot of people thought now let me play devil's advocate for those of you out there who are in on this game you are kind of rooting for a low number here you want this game to be collectible you want this game to be rare so your prayers are answered. If you get your hands on Araza, you are now one of only 160 in the world in total ever. So if they are successful in getting these games out, I will say it, these games are going to hold their value or go up in value simply because there are so few of them in the world. I mean, this is America's most haunted numbers. Really, America's Most Haunted was 150 but here's the part nobody can forget. It didn't cost Spooky Pinball millions of dollars and so many years to get AMH out the door. So they are definitely losing money when it comes to the amount of time and R&D that went into Raza. It then goes on to say, More details on timing of that later. After all Raza games have sold, we will publish for historical purposes the Internet Pinball Database, the exact game counts. Okay, because we don't know the 30 additional games they're making. They might be 30 extras or they might be 30 arcade editions. So that is why Robert is saying that there. They then go on to talk about ULCE. We were not able to get our machines scheduled into the labs for ul testing or international ce testing until two weeks ago so far i understand that most tests have been passed i understand it can take up to five weeks to complete testing and receiving reports and certification we will not be able to release ship any games until those are complete. Okay, so let me stop there. Getting this machine certified could take five weeks. Okay, I don't know anything about certification. I'm just gonna go with what they're telling us right here. But if you knew this, if you knew this would take five weeks, isn't this something you would have done before the order banks opened for the game? And it makes me wonder, did they know it would take this long? Did they think it would be delayed until this point? Why didn't they know this stuff before they went on other shows and told people to expect games in four to six weeks? There's just a pattern here of a lot of the stuff wasn't ready yet to tell people they should expect their games in four to six weeks. In fact, as we go through this, you're going to see there was absolutely nothing indicating games would be ready to go out in four to six weeks. Absolutely nothing and yet that is what they told consumers so again it's not me as a podcast spinning the truth or being irrational it's basically me looking at all of the information on the table and just wondering how did they come to the conclusion that things would happen so quickly if so much stuff was still up in the air okay now speaking of stuff up in the air the next section is parts It says, with most vendors going dark for the last two weeks of December and first week of January, we have orders in for about 70% of the bomb. There are three main hiccups long lead times in general and vendors promising one thing before they get their money then quickly changing their tune after getting their money is the most prevalent reason for the delayed orders and parts there have been some great vendors who are exceeding expectations and we sincerely appreciate their efforts okay so right here let's stop right here they don't have all of the vendors figured out it sounds like there are some vendors out there that have taken their money and not delivered what Deep Root expected. Have these problems been solved by now? Maybe not. 30% of the games bomb is not figured out, according to this note. Now, when we spoke to Ben Heck, what did he say on my show? He said, you can't start manufacturing until 100% of the parts are in-house. You just can't do it. You could try it. You could start to build sections over here and sections over there, but it's not the best way to do it because it creates a traffic jam and it creates more headaches than it solves problems. Now, I will say there's not that many games being made, so it might be possible because this is not like Stern trying to make 1,000 games or 500 games. It's only 160 games, so they probably will get around a lot of that bottlenecking simply because the volume is so low. But again, I still get back to this feeling of when the order banks opened up. When the order banks opened up, they did not have all of the vendors figured out for sure. There were still some issues with vendors. So was it the right time to say, okay, now is the time to place your order for Raza? Was it the right time to tell people these things are going to ship in four to six weeks? Let's continue. The main feature of Deep Root Games is this lockdown bar and that's the next bullet item. The lock bar we designed as more ergonomically usable is complex with two stamps and several welded reinforcements. The complexity of the design has caused a large number of vendors to pass on it with the cost and time frame, we needed it. We finally have two vendors that are willing to do small runs the problem is getting them into their already full production schedule to arrive ASAP. Okay, so the pin bar, the foundation of the deep root platform that makes it different, the thing that's gonna be on every single model, not just the extra, but the arcade. The vendor for it, it sounds like Is still up in the air. So that's fine. Like, it's okay. Like, I understand that they want to innovate pinball. I understand that they want to bring some more complexity to pinball. I understand that they're trying to build something that hasn't been done before. And that is one of the main reasons why so many of you out there. And that is probably the main reason why those of you who ordered Raza are in on this game. I get it. You want to champion this innovation. You want to support a company that is trying new things. And I applaud that in Deep Root. I want pinball companies to do new things. But here again becomes the problem is right in this bullet. They said they're not sure yet on the time frame of when the pin bars are going to be delivered. But here's where it becomes problematic as we go down this statement. Later on in this statement, they're going to put a date out there by which you should start to expect your RAs to be delivered. Now, how can they? how can they knowing that 30% of the parts are not ready and the pin bar vendor is not quite figured out yet, but he's still going to give us a new date? That's the thing that makes me really nervous. That's the thing to me that is irrational. See, to me, that's where you start to get a little bit irrational is when you start to promise a date when you know that you don't have everything figured out yet. And I do believe, I do believe that pinball buyers are very, very patient. Pinball buyers, as we know, will put up with a lot, but as a company, as a company, if you don't know who's going to be the vendor and you're saying that transparently, that's cool. The new date is simply three letters, TBD. It's to be determined. I can't give you a date because this is not figured out yet, but we're going to see they're not doing that. They're going to put more dates out there that it almost feels like there's no way they're going to meet the new dates. Because of this stuff that is holding them up. All right, the next bullet. The lighted side panel prototypes we had for our two extra editions had some wear and tear and technical issues with frayed wires and sizing. It has taken the last 60 plus days working with several vendors to redesign them to be more durable and allowing spacing for leg protectors or cup holders, etc. Okay, so they've figured it sounds like they figured out with vendors how to make the lighted side panels work and how to be more reliable. Okay, that's fine. Again, as as I read all of this, I just, I keep landing in the same spot. You should figure all of this out. You should figure all of these issues out. Your vendors, how to get the lighted side art to work properly, how to get the pin bars in house, how to do all these things, all of these things, certification, shouldn't you do all of this before you take orders, right? Before you take orders. Because how is it now that those of you who gave money, how is it that your money is now not being used at all for this R&D? This is R&D at this point. When you're still searching for vendors, you're still trying to figure out how to get some of these components to work right. That has to cost money. So you gave money and I think everyone who gave money, all 130 of you, how do you not feel like you gave money to build your game? But they can't build the game yet because there's still new R&D going on with the prototypes. So it all feels a little bit premature to me that you gave money. And that is why we were saying from the very beginning, the one thing you should really look for before you give money is that manufacturing is in place and that games are in boxes because that shows us that they have all the parts they have the line figured out, they have all the vendors lined up, they have everything in place they need to make the pinball machine, and then they take your money. That's how it's supposed to work. That's not what you went in on. All right, we just got a few more sections, and then we're going to wrap it up. I hope I'm being fair here. Again, I I hope I'm being fair here, and I want to remind everybody, I want you all to get your games. I want you to get your games in a timely fashion, but I also think we have to hold every company accountable for what they're saying, and we have to be able to analyze it. Like, we have to be able to analyze this kind of stuff. I don't think truth, civility, and rationality are dying by the things I'm saying. I think I'm looking at this with a lot of common sense And I think you agree, listener of the show. All right, let's get into production. They said, we have the first lines ready to go and we'll proceed in prepping what we can while waiting on parts and certification. Since there are tiered production stations, the ones that can produce deliverables will start in the next few weeks. I made the decision not to show production lines or illusory or deceptive pictures of parts or lines or cabinets for many obvious reasons. Let me stop there. So he made the decision not to show deceptive pictures of parts or lines or cabinets for many obvious reasons. Okay. What's the obvious reason? Of course, nobody wants to see deceptive pictures of any of that stuff. And I think he's referring to Andrew Highway here. I do. If there's anybody that did this and did it over and over and over again, it was Andrew Highway. He would stage a production line. He did it all the time and everyone always believed he had everything going because he was in a factory and he was screwing in parts and he pretended on every alien day that things were just dandy and they weren't. So I think that's what Robert's referring to. But here's my question for them. Yes, I don't want deceptive pictures of any of that, but why can't we get non-deceptive pictures of some of this why can't we see what parts you have why can't we see where the room is where the games are going to be made it doesn't have to be one or the other right you don't have to lie but you also don't have to show nothing and I think right now as a customer you guys in on this are really in the dark like you're I get it you're you're not being lied to you're not being misled You're not being like shown things that aren't accurate like he's not showing you a bunch of stuff in a room and saying here's our line and it's not but you're also getting nothing so you really have nothing to go on other than this you just have words like take my word for it I'm not going to lie to you I'm not going to deceive you but I made the decision also to show you nothing. I think that would also make it hard for me to feel good if I couldn't at least see progress as it was happening. And I think a recent example of progress as it was happening by people who weren't being deceptive is the Pinball Brothers, right? What did they do? As they were getting alien up and running again, what did they do? They kept showing everybody in the community all of the parts coming in. We haven't seen like the assembly line yet, but at least it looked like Progress was happening, things were going on, and I think that that's all that people wanna see. Like According to this, if they have 70% of the bomb, if they have that ready to go, well then that should be plenty of stuff to show people and to make them feel good that these games are coming sometime soon And I think all the customers just want to see something. They want something to believe in. It then goes on to say, the only thing that matters is you getting your brand new Raza on your doorstep in working condition as soon as possible. 100% 100% agree with that statement. That is a picture that will actually mean something. We fully look forward to seeing your delivery picks and unboxing videos or tagged to one or more of our social media pages. Okay. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, that is really all that matters in all of pinball. All, like everything I just read, none of this matters. It doesn't matter what's happening. It doesn't matter who American Pinball is bringing on board. None of it matters. Nothing matters in pinball other than putting a game in a box that people want and getting it to them. That's all that matters. And that's what pinball should be. Like we should be judging pinball companies on their products that they make, not their intentions to make games, not their plans to find vendors, not their promises about release dates that they keep missing. That's not what anybody wants to do. I don't want to do shows like this where we have to cover the intentions of a company. I don't want to have to do shows about like talking about how we've moved the goalpost again for Deep Root. I don't want to do these shows. I wanted to do a show in two weeks that was like, hey, this dude unboxed his game. What do you think about Raza? That is the show everybody wants and that's the show that I want to do. Three more sections and then we're done. And then I'm going to close the loop on this podcast. Additional stream. So I've been harping on this. I've been saying, why doesn't Deep Root at least get Steve Bowden to stream this game so customers of Raza can be excited? And especially now because they have to wait longer than promised. So you've already moved the goalpost. You broke your promise a little bit on when they could get their games. So at least give them something to chew on that gets them excited. So here's what they said about additional streams. We have received lots of requests for additional video coverage or streaming. We finally got all the cameras for our internal rig. But, and being completely honest, I have requested that they be delayed for now. Our creative team is working hard on other projects and deadlines. I feel that since orders are over, adding additional content in the short term is moot. Okay, so there you go. Because you bought this game, There is no reason to do any work around content because I don't need to sell anymore. And he's right. Like Robert is right here. There's no point in getting people excited about Raza because you're locked in if you got one. And if you don't have one, you can't get one because orders are closed. So any content or streaming is a waste of time is what he's saying. And he's correct on that, but, but I still think they should do it because the goodwill between the buyers and Deep Root right now is got to be eroding a little bit. And you deserve something because now you have to wait longer. We're going to get to that right now. Here's the next section and it's titled Expectations. Disappointing news may still have a bright side. We expect to receive parts through the first week of March. At this point, with the first RASAs leaving mid-March, I just got to stop there. I was talking about this earlier. You don't know when you're getting everything in yet. You haven't quite figured out the vendor issue with the pin bar. And again, that's what you told us earlier on in this correspondence, that you're still trying to figure some of this stuff out. That certification might take five weeks. But a lot of these things are still to be determined. And I don't think they should tell people mid-March until everything is over at Deep Root. I don't think they should tell people mid-March until they've built five games and know how to build five games and know that all the parts are there and know that all the parts work and know that everything they need to get games in boxes is in place. Because it's February in one week. So now you're telling people right now, today, with this correspondence, what's happening? We're getting the exact same timeline. It's just moving the goalpost. It's it's six weeks from now. We expect to have games in mid-March, which is six weeks from now. But how can you read any of what I just read and say they are definitely going to get everything out in six weeks? It's highly unlikely that games are going to go out in mid-March if all of that other stuff they told us is accurate. And I just don't think they should have said mid March. I still think Robert should be saying, We will let you know when everything is in place. Like, I just feel like there's got to be a process where they tell everybody, We're going to let you know when we've built manufacturing example number one, right? There's got to be a final production example number one. And we know right now that that prototype wasn't final production model number one, it was still a prototype. And so I think everyone who's in on this game right now, reading this, understands one thing, and I, and I mean this. Just listen to Canada right now. You're going to have to wait as long as it takes now to get all this together. I don't think it's going to happen in mid March. You're on the roller coaster ride, everybody. There is a hundred and thirty of you who are on this roller coaster ride. This is why I didn't pre-order because I just didn't want to be on another roller coaster ride. I've been on them before. I have a baby coming. I'm about to take a break from my show for a while so I can focus on my new baby coming. And I just didn't want to be on a roller coaster ride, especially with my money. But you're on the roller coaster ride right now. And do you think that roller coaster ride's going to end in mid-March? And if you read all this, how do you feel about it? So he goes on to say the following. The certifications for ULCE should also be done around the time. While that may sound disappointing to wait another couple of weeks for games, there is a bright side. Since the run of Raza machines is limited, we should be done much quicker than our anticipated and originally announced time of 3.5 to 4 months. Okay, so just to translate that, because we didn't sell 500, Making these games is not going to take us that long, and then you're not going to have to wait as long to get your game. Now, the other question I had, and I don't know the answer to this, is how many razes can they make a week? So they haven't made any yet. They haven't had all the parts in-house yet. They haven't turned on the assembly line yet. So I don't know. Now, is Deep Root like the size of Spooky? Let's just compare them to Spooky in terms of manufacturing efficiency if they build just 10 a week, which is actually a decent number for a company of their size, going off of Spooky, and Spooky's been doing it for years to get to 10 a week. They were not building 10 a week at the very start. So let's say DeepRoot builds 10 a week, 160, 16 weeks is four months. So then I get confused again. For them to be faster than 3.5 to four months on 160 games, That means they have to be able to build more than 10 games a week to be accurate with what they just said here. It all just feels like this is being figured out as they go, that things are being tossed out there before they know what they're capable of. And if I could give Deep Root some advice, it's like, stop. Stop all of this communication. Stop all of these promises, the silver lining. Oh, here's the good news, it's really limited. Stop all of this. I would do only one thing if I were Deep Root right now. Figure it all out first. Figure all of this out. It's at the point now where until you have all of your vendors figured out, until you have all of your parts in-house, until you have certification, until you have staff. We haven't even talked about staff and training them on how to build these games. Until you have everything figured out, you're not going to know the following. You're not going to know when you can start making the games. You're not going to know how many games you can make a week. So you're not going to be able to tell consumers mid-March. But why did you just tell us mid-March? It's at the point, Robert, where these guys already bought in. Like there's, You don't even have to worry anymore about any of that like they're on the ride with everybody like they bought a ticket to ride 130 people bought a ticket to ride in the contract they can't get off that ride you could take another year to make this game and it doesn't matter it's non-refundable deposit there is nowhere in that contract that says if deep root doesn't deliver by summer you can have your money back no you all gave money and signed a deal that said you're on this ride permanently until Either two things happen. You either get your game or you lose your money. There's no in between. And so that is why I think Deep Root should just stop even saying these things and stop with these promises that are basically built on speculation. Because you can hear it in the language, like, it should be certified, we expect parts to come in, but until that stuff happens, stop taking your customers on a ride that you can't guarantee. And I think that's the part that it comes down to. You can't guarantee this stuff, so why are you saying these dates? And I'm not being malicious, I'm not spinning it, I am simply reading the words that are here. And it's not unfortunate that this ended up on the internet. This is the point of the internet. This is the point of forums. This is the point of a community like ours is that we should discuss this stuff and figure it out. But as I said, it's almost not even worth discussing because those who are in on Raza, you have no exit. You're on this to that very end. And I mean it when I say it, I hope you get your games. Do I think you're going to get your games mid-March? Based upon what I'm reading here, I really don't see how anyone is going to get their game in mid-March. I really don't. I really don't. And, And that's just based on the very things they've said. Here's the funny part. It then goes on to say, we have had some of you contact us about jumping the line. It doesn't make any sense at this point. You and other customers will be playing Raza sooner than you think. Now, what he's saying there is this. The line is not long at all. And so for those of you out there who paid in full to cut the line and get your game early, you now are on board for the biggest risk because now those of you who only gave a deposit of like 10%, you guys kind of won out because you don't have as much money on the line and the line is so short right now that there was no advantage at all to paying in full. And so, it's again, like I've given some of my friends advice on this whole thing. There's a reason why I didn't go in on it. And I've said to Robert, and I've said it on the air, and I've said it to other people I know I would like to buy a Raza when it's in a box. I would love to give John Papaduke's game a whirl and see if the magic is there, but I'm just not going to get in on this ride like this. I just don't understand. I, I just, just knowing what I know and what I saw, I just did not feel good about locking in to this kind of journey. It closes by saying, next communication, I plan to update customers again by the end of February. Thank you again for your trust and business. Thank you for your patience. We look forward to exceeding expectations and we are grateful for you allowing us a chance to do so. If you have any questions, please contact us. Okay. Now you got another month of like you're pretty much in the dark until the end of February. And I just think Robert should say, look, we need time to figure all this out. We appreciate it. In the end, we're going to deliver a stellar game to you, but there's really nothing else they can say. There's a mixture of emotions in me. On some level, I feel a little bit sorry for customers who trusted them on when they could expect their games and you gave over your money. And now you're in on this and you're being thanked for your patience and your trust but isn't your trust somewhat broken now a little bit? How can your trust not evaporate a little bit if they miss the date they told you to trust them on? I don't really know in pinball how to even discuss trust because then you get the response from the people who are in on the game. And again, you get back to this level of, well, thank you for the transparency. How great is this? This transparency, you know, we're being told exactly what's going on. And because of that, I feel good again. There's just this desire in the pinball world. And I've seen it before where we're owners who are in on a game will absolutely ignore all the writing that's on the wall, all the red flags that are flying, simply because they want their game. And they can't even fathom a world in which they could pay for something and they might not get it. Now, what's crazy to me is how can you even go down that road knowing everything you've known that's happened in pinball over the last five years? And trust me, these aren't just all newbies going in and defending all these companies. A lot of the people going in on these games are people that have been in this hobby for many, many years, And I get it. They're willing to take the risk. I want to close this podcast by saying this. First and foremost, everyone over at Deep Root listening to this, I hope you deliver. I hope you get everyone their game. And I'm rooting for you to deliver and get everybody their game. I think you need to stop putting dates out in the world. I think you need to get everything in-house first. I think you need to screw everything together. I think you need to load your game into a pin pod or a box and figure all of that out first. A full production game needs to be made first and you should not be putting dates into customer heads until that happens. And you don't even have to worry about dates anymore because you've got all of these people locked in contractually in a non-refundable way. So you have all the power, Deep Root, to take these people on a two-month ride, on a six-month ride, on a 10-year ride. Whatever it's going to take, you don't have to keep doing this. It's not going to win you new customers. In fact, the opposite is going to happen because I know Deep Root has built so many other games. There are other games out there that they are very proud of. And all this is going to do. The more they miss these milestones over and over and over again, the more reluctant people are going to be to go in on food truck and go in on Goonies and go in on their future titles. So this is a really important period for the company. They need to not put a date out in the world again until they are one 100% sure they can deliver and it doesn't do them any good to do stuff like this and say mid-March and we can't wait to see your photos and tagging us in social media and then say you don't have a vendor yet to figure out the pin bar or you're just figuring out this and you're 30% short on some of the parts. And for those of you in the pinball community that want to jump into the thread and be like, I told you so and shame the people who ordered this game. I do implore you out there to have some empathy for these people. They are excited to get pinball machines. I know the people who have worked hard on this game are probably excited to get it to you. As far as I'm concerned, the people that should be speaking the loudest are the people that have money in on this project and I implore those people who have money in on this project to please do me one favor though don't confuse transparency with the truth don't confuse those two things the truth of the matter is in any industry not just pinball if a company tells you when they're going to get you a product and they deliver on that date that's a truthful company If a company gives you a date in which you can expect your product and they don't deliver and they miss it, then they were not truthful with you. And even if the delays for the excuses are accurate, like I believe what these delays are, that doesn't absolve them for the bigger truth that they got wrong. And the only thing that matters in pinball is making the product. And so this is my take on the statement that went out today. I have not twisted anything. I have read the words that they gave us. I gave you my opinion, which I'm allowed to do. I don't think civility and rationality have died after listening to this show. I would remove that language from all future communications. This decision to blame podcasters or blame the media or blame everybody else, nobody in the pinball podcasting world made them say four to six weeks from the end of December. Did we? Nobody made them say mid-March. It's about time that they just get these games made. Don't blame anybody else. It is none of our faults. It is none of our faults what happened in September. It is none of our faults that the pin bar vendors aren't what you thought they were. It's none of our faults that certification takes longer than you thought. It's none of our faults. None of us in the pinball media or none of us in the community None of us woke up and said, we're going to make a pinball company. We're going to spend millions of dollars developing games and we're going to get games to customers by this date. None of us did that. We're allowed to have opinions. We're allowed to observe what you have going on. We're not telling people not to buy your games. We simply are calling it like we see it. And if we do get something wrong, And if we have twisted any of the facts, and if we have destroyed civility and truth, and that's where these things go to die, then simply let us know what we got wrong. What did we get wrong? What did we misrepresent? What did we misspeak on? And we will correct ourselves. And I'm speaking on behalf of every single pinball podcaster out there right now. If we've twisted anything, if we've misled people on anything we've said, both me and other shows, all Deep Root has to do is reach out to us and tell us what we got wrong. But don't bully us and don't pressure us and don't tell people that what they're about to hear from podcasters is going to be a lie. There's nothing I said today that's a lie. Again, hope you get people their games ASAP. I hope we can talk about Raza unboxings sometime soon in 2021 but i just don't think it's going to be mid-march and i think they need to stop all the communication stop doing interviews and just make the game that's all we want just make the game and that's what pinball is all about make the products you promise and everything will be good it's the same advice i gave to andrew highway when he would yell at me and he would call me all sorts of names i said andrew just make alien and you don't even have to worry about me Nobody wants Canadian Pinball Podcast. People want alien pinball. Make them game. The only one who can solve your problems is you, Andrew. And that's the same advice I have for the team over at Deep Root. They have some problems, they can solve them, but don't blame us. We're just here calling it like it is. Later.